0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko. Joining me, as always, is the co-host on the West Coast, Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. How are you? Yeah, we're yeah uh, we're back for another
1: week, and I don't know. You know, this year is drawing to a close, and I, I feel like I've just at that point, or 2020 has. Has taken it all out of me. So we've got another week left, and I know this is you now this episode is dropping on Christmas Eve, which should be a happy time, and we're all getting ready for the holiday. And um, yeah, it's just been it's been you know that year.
0: So it'll be the year that after you know, as of January first, twenty twenty one, we never talk about twenty twenty ever again. You know, I see a lot of memes and things. You know, it's like uh, uh, the year is twenty seventy five, and uh, your great grandchild is sitting in second grade history class or whatever it is, and and uh, the the teacher starts, you know, doing shots before opening up the textbook to twenty twenty. You know, but uh, come on, if if we just don't talk about it, it'll be like it never happened.
1: Yeah, well, you know, this will give new meaning to the term hindsight is twenty twenty
0: in future years. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we're not going to beat that. Uh, no. uh, but we're going to try. We've
1: got 28 minutes to go.
0: We're going to try. 28 oh. minutes to beat Chad's horrible, horrible pun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, as you mentioned, this is uh, Christmas Eve, and we are putting a bow... On our Christmas conversations. See what I said? I did. You didn't appreciate it, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) We've talked about Christmas uh, music and movies and... TV shows. Thank you. Special episodes. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, So, it's time to bring bring it a little closer. To look within and talk about some of our... Favorite Christmas memories, or maybe not, you know, favorite or, you know, some, some memories from Christmas time to stand out, Jed.
1: Yeah, I, you know, it, it seemed like the logical next step in the holiday um, conversation, especially, like we said, this episode dropping on Christmas Eve. So I, I did propose the idea to you right before we start recording because literally <laughs> that's about how much time we um, spend. Prepping the show, I said, you know, let's talk about some of our favorite Christmas memories, presents, gifts, and, um, another topic that you said no to. So I'll just leave that one between you and I. Can
0: I, can I you ask me? who, uh, who requested that topic?
1: Oh, I wasn't talking about that topic. I was talking about the other topic I asked you right before we started talking. Oh, okay. And you said you wouldn't have that public conversation.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking uh, about. Oh no, okay, never, never mind. I yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But but okay. you just say we had a request to uh uh elaborate uh on on something we we touched on last week. I'm just curious to know who requested said topic.
1: Uh it would be your uh, your good buddy, your good friend Mr. Kevin Hunsberger.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs>
1: And now you've got your uh, producer in your ear, I see.
0: Yeah. Tell me what, what you need tell. to talk about. Tell me what to say.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, last week's episode went off the air with us, um, basically saying we weren't going to discuss tie, Die Hard being a Christmas movie or not. And he, he thought that would be a better discussion of why it is or isn't a, a Christmas movie. And, uh, I just want to say for the record, um, this afternoon I was reminded that Two three years ago, 20th Century Fox cut a new commercial trailer for Die Hard, promoting it as the best Christmas movie ever. So, well,
0: they're wrong. The studio
1: says it is a Christmas movie. Therefore, by canon, it is a Christmas movie.
0: Years ago, uh, 20th Century Fox being inaccurate, by the way, by saying it's the best. Years ago, on the Nerds United Facebook page, I actually did a like 32 movie. Uh, you know, public vote uh, to determine the best Christmas movie of all time. Die Hard was in there. I, somebody else suggested it, somebody who doesn't have any sense. Um, but would you care to take a guess at what Christmas movie won that contest? I'm
1: going to say Christmas Vacation, most likely. You're right. Which I will put Die Hard above Christmas Vacation any day Well, because – I'm one of the few people that I can appreciate Christmas Vacation, but I don't have the love of Christmas Vacation that seems to be elsewhere.
0: I I do feel like it's something that you know uh, our generation. You know, I know we're a few years apart, but you know, uh, you know, people who you know were born in the '70s or '80s, like I don't remember watching Christmas Vacation at all until I was in my 20s. I, I think there was some kind of nostalgia hit or, or you know, some type of, you know, retro, you know, weekend or something like that. Or maybe it was just that I was hanging out with a, a different group of people. I don't know. But, like, I'm not saying I never saw it, but it definitely didn't become a phenomenon, a force until, you I say within – for for me, within until, like, the last 15 or 20 years. It,
1: you know, I, I'm trying to think back because I would have been – because I think it came out in 1987. Or 88. So I would have been about 13, 14 years old when it came out. And I remember, um, seeing it on video, but I don't remember becoming like, like, you know, Elf after that came out, that was like everyone talked about Elf. Right. A bit. And maybe, um, just being older at the time, more, maybe more people that I knew actually went to the theater to see it. Whereas a 13 year old living in a town where the nearest theater was 30 miles away, not as many, close friends saw Christmas vacation until much later. And so maybe that's where the appeal comes from discovering it on home video or on cable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I don't remember Christmas vacation being that big of a deal um, until probably 15, 20 years
0: ago. So you're right with me. Yeah. So there you go. We, we can't agree on things, Chad. It's okay. I know. Uh, and I was just going to say, did you, did you know that *Die Hard*?
1: Is a sequel to a Frank Sinatra movie, and he was offered the role of John McClane before Bruce Willis, due to contractual rights.
0: I remember the hearing that, but obligation. I couldn't—I couldn't tell you the movie that it was a sequel to. Yeah, me neither. Okay, I'm sure it's in the so, uh, trivia on IMDb. If somebody wants to look that up and throw it in our comments, or, or maybe Kevin Hunsberger knows, because <laughs> he's such a fan. No I'm kidding. Um, but this episode, as we talked about, uh, we're talking about some of our, our uh, classic memories of, of Christmas of old. Um, Jan, do you have one that, that uh, jumps out to you right away?
1: Well, I'm going to start with being, as I say, for the third time this episode. This is, episode is dropping on Christmas Eve. This is for people in the future who listen to this in July. Um, what am I? And um, I'm actually going to be home. As this episode drops on, I believe it's on Christmas Eve. I will be back home, and uh, due to
0: contractual obligations,
1: world right now, um, my town is changing their annual Christmas Eve uh, festivities. But normally, on Christmas Eve, um, we have a thing in my hometown called Community Christmas Tree, and it takes place in our uh, high school gymnasium, and it's about a 20-minute program that uh, the first 10 minutes or so is the story of the birth of Jesus and everything and it rotates every year between the churches in town as to who puts it on and then after that is done they gather all the kids up on the gym floor and they sing Christmas carols and Rudolph comes out dancing and then all of a sudden Santa Claus shows up and Because, you know, it's that last chance for the kids to line up and tell Santa what they want for Christmas before he makes his trip around the world, which, if they knew anything about time zones, they would already know that Santa is well on his way, delivering to Eastern Europe, but...
0: Chad, I can't... Just stop. Wormholes, uh, man. Wormholes.
1: That has been uh, going on now for, I believe, close to 90 years, and good time and it's a time when i see people that i only see like once a year um so it's it's a good time and it's a good memory um like i said it it lasts for about a half hour so it's very quick and simple and you get in and out but um kind of sad that this year that will not be happening Uh, and then they also have gifts that are donated toys that kids i think kindergarten through fourth grade can each get a toy and take home so Nice. So that's one of my yearly traditions. And then,
0: yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't have any like tried and true traditions anymore. It's typically you know we always used to go to you know mom and dad's in the afternoon and you know do presents and have ham and and uh, have a nice ham dinner and a potluck potatoes. Or my friend, uh, my buddy Joe, I, I gave him the recipe. Back in high school, like this was before, like freshman or sophomore year of high school, I gave his mom the, uh, the recipe because um, he'd come over eating dinner at our house one time, really liked these potatoes. So for the last 20 something years, these potatoes have been known as Greg's mom's potatoes. Um, so, uh, we usually do that. And then, you know, obviously the, like the smorgasbord, uh, the cornucopia, if you will, of Christmas cookies and treats and things like that are laid out. But last year we did uh, a brunch and then did presents. And then, you know, me and my family went to our house. My sister and her family went to their house this year. It's going to be the same, except much quicker. Mom's like, yeah, we'll do brunch. We'll do presents. Um, you don't, have to leave, but you should probably think about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, uh, and then they're giving us ham and, and stuff and, and the potluck potatoes uh, to take home and cook. So, uh, so that that as far as traditions go, that I mean, I, I don't know um, in my house, you know, it, we're doing things a little different this year because we're actually going to go to church Christmas Eve, uh, and then we can get up and uh, check out, you know, what's under the tree. Things like that. So that's, you know, that's, that's that, that's that, that, you know, we've got this is the last year that our son is an only child. And, uh, uh, so pretty, he's, he's awfully excited. Of course, he's spoiled because as people are listening to this on Christmas Eve, uh, he turned five yesterday. So Wednesday of this week. So he gets, uh, birthday, a day of rest and Christmas, you know, al- almost back to back. So. It's a big week for the boy
1: Hmm. I see Did you think about giving him the middle name of Jesus? Nope
0: hmm. He uh, Like I Like my father and grandfather We all share the same initials G-A-M It's not So I call hmm. him Junior It's not official but yeah, I just call him Junior I'm also kind of lazy So.
1: Now, you should have named him Junior And then he could name his son Junior Junior
0: like that's it is that in a sitcom or something some, some other? if I feels like it yeah it should be if it it's like not it that be. original
1: um, I think you mentioned this on the Christmas film episode when we were talking about um, a Nightmare Before Christmas but uh, you know another tradition uh, that we used to have growing up um, and I think it's I don't think it's as prevalent these days but driving around looking at Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And I think there are two things here. One that shows you're from a small community and two, <laughs> you really like cheap entertainment because, um, you would just drive around, look at houses that are lit up and be amazed and wowed. And, uh, that's really all you needed for, you know, an hour, 90 minutes on a weeknight or weekend. Just, uh, and you saw the people who had way more time right. and energy than, you, than your parents.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, and uh, we did, uh, of course, living where we live, there's a very popular attraction uh, near us called, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, a Catholic shrine, uh, but uh, at, at Christmas time, usually from about mid-November through the first or second week of January, uh, they have what's called the Way of Lights. And there are millions of lights, and they're all... You know, they're all white lights, you know, but uh, they they light up. They have uh, uh, I shouldn't say they all, quite a bit of them are, but you know they tell the story because it's you know it's a Catholic shrine. They tell the story of uh, the birth of Jesus, you know, uh, and and you can read you know scripture passages as you drive through. It's it's obviously open to all denominations, but uh, so we did that uh, actually the night after Thanksgiving, and we also did a drive through uh, light display out at Grant's Farm. Uh, which is owned by, you know, Anheuser-Busch. Um, we've been out there a few times in warmer weathers and, and non-COVID things, but uh, this was the first time we've ever done the drive-through thing. Uh, there are a couple other drive-through displays that we kicked around the idea of going through, but it's like we don't want to wait in line in our vehicle for two hours just to go, and and that's, you know, what, what uh, some of these waits are. So we've been been a little judicious about that, but I, you know, I, I went ran some errands at, uh, after I got home with my son and I said, "Buddy, you want to go see some lights on our way home?" He's like, "No, I just want to go home." All right. So, I and mean, he he was I think he was hungry. We were also taking dinner home too, so. But yeah, I, was I, I was have, to say, probably I,
1: wanted to get home and watch some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: That's possible. Um, cuz we watched the Sonic Christmas special last night, Sonic the Hedgehog Christmas show from the OG animation with Julia White. And I believe I I misspoke. Months ago, when you asked me about uh, the Sonic cartoons, because uh, Jaleel White does a lot of the voice of Sonic uh, on a lot of those cartoons, so uh, a little um, uh, what is it? Uh, retraction and correction, if you mm-hmm. will. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I used to love you know hopping in the vehicle when I was a kid and uh, you know listening to Christmas music on the radio while we drive around various neighborhoods and stuff. It was. It a good time for me. I mean, I'm, I'm easily amused. Christmas, I love Christmas time, so.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that, uh, forgot that last year there is a place in Quincy, Illinois, that put up a big display of lights. I mean, I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, you pay, you know, however much it was, and then you drive, just do a loop through mm-hmm. and the music playing, And then they have, like, some really clever, like, motion light displays. Um, so... Again, maybe if I had a house, yard, could decorate, probably still wouldn't put the (laughs) time and effort into it, but,
0: um. I think you should decorate the inside of your apartment, Chad. What's that? You should decorate the inside of your apartment. Just make the inside of your apartment look like the outside of some people's homes. Just do Mm. like, go big and do what you should really do is synchronize it to music that you're the only one enjoying and. It would be the best, Chad. I would come down to L.A. and 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 sit there and and pay you ten bucks to to watch that exhibition. Wait, I'm. Gonna, no. I better rethink this because Kevin's gonna hear this. And be like, "The hell are you guys talking about? Uh, <laughs> watch that light show." Anyway, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, first, I have to decorate my apartment like the inside of an apartment. <laughs> I haven't even done that in the four years that I've lived here. Um, but yeah, I was going to say that, you know, I'm kind of disappointed that, uh, Kevin Huntsberger, uh, he only puts out like a cardboard cutout of the Grinch Mm -hmm. or a wooden version of the Grinch. And then like one string of lights. I think he needs next year to go big. He needs to Clark Griswold it up. And, um, granted, if he's doing his 25 days of Advent liquor,
0: probably not the best
1: time. So he should probably start in like October (laughs) or November. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, I, I get mm-hmm. a kick out of that, you know, because he posted a similar picture, but just about the same, you know, every year. And it's, you know, half a string of lights up on the gutter and the Grinch yeah. you know, looking mischievous and pulling him down. It's like, and he even says, well, all done. Kevin, yeah. you're cheating. We all know you're cheating. Put the Grinch cut out away and put up some damn lights on your house. Get some inflatable decorations that are now popular. We got one of those this year. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I don't hate it, but I did learn a very valuable lesson because we put it up, uh, you know, put it in the ground, you know, inflated it for the first time on a Saturday and didn't get it unplugged fast enough on Sunday and uh, a gust of wind and it like caught the side of the gutter and put a hole in the, near the top of the 12-foot-tall Santa Claus. So we we patched it. We moved it away. It's been doing well. But uh, I, I I have those. My mom and dad had those old, like, uh, blown plastic figures, you mm-hmm. know, like Santa Claus and candles and angels and things like that and snowman. Yeah. And, like, those are hard to find, and I'm sure that if you, if you were to find them, they're not, you know, cost- Friendly, uh, so this one was on clearance. So at least it was on clearance. It was only seventy bucks for a twelve foot tall inflatable Santa Claus. I saw a video the other day. Um, somebody, and
1: I don't know who, it was on Twitter. Um, he put out his minions. He has all these inflatable minions, and it's like his entire yard is covered. There are probably at least fifty inflatable minions that's in his yard, and I'm just like. One who has fifty inflatable minions. This Two, guy. why would you put them all out at once? Like rotate them. Right, put them on a conveyor belt so they're moving.
0: But I'll tell you what, uh, we have enjoyed watching uh, a few episodes of Light Fight, like Holiday Light Fight okay. on
1: Hulu. Yeah.
0: Uh, which you know they go around the country and they show like massive Christmas light displays. It's it's kind of fun, uh, and you know, don't even have to drive for that. You just fire up Hulu. Um, I know kind of at the beginning of this episode, we talked about some, some favorite memories or things like that. Chad, do you have, so I've, I've got two, um, Mm -hmm. and one's like really sad and the other one's quite joyful. Um, but I didn't know if you had anything like any standout memories from your youth.
1: Well, I will tell this story. I believe this is when I was six or seven years old. Um, I'm trying to remember because I had three other cousins that I grew up with that were close. One is two years older. The other two are four years younger. So I know that they were at least, had to have been at least two or three um, years old at the time. And we were at my grandmother's house. She, um, this before she got remarried, so she was by herself. So she had bought each of us gifts and then let us wrap each other's gift. You know, put us in like separate rooms of the house, let us wrap the presents. And then on Christmas Eve, when we got together as a family, we're unwrapping. So uh, my cousin Rich unwraps his, and it's a Hot Wheels car holder. My cousin Rob unwraps his, it's a Hot Wheels car holder. Cousin Brandon unwraps his, it's a Hot Wheels car holder. So I get my present, fully expecting a Hot Wheels car holder. No, it was a gigantic joke book. And... Uh, I was very (laughs) upset because I wanted the Hot Wheels car. But now I look back and I attribute my sense of humor uh, to my grandmother for giving me that book because, you know, it's a bunch of really bad groan-inducing jokes. Uh, If I still had the book, it would be awesome. But, um, yeah, that's one of my favorite Christmas memories.
0: We had a a similar – I'm trying to figure out the right way to. Uh, we had a similar Christmas situation at at uh, you know my my grandma and grandpa's house uh, when I was a child. Uh, but instead of the cousins all unwrapping you know similar things, it was like all the guys, my dad, my two uncles, and my grandpa all got something Black and Decker. It was not by design. It was just that was the year. I guess there was a big sale at Sears or whoever you know carried yeah. Black and Decker back in the day. And so everybody you know got like Black and Decker. You know, flashlights or Black & Decker, uh, I don't know what the hell Black yeah. & Decker had back in the day. Bandsaw, I don't know. Um, so it, was, it, it became the, known as the Black & Decker Christmas. I um, <clears throat> had, a, had a cough. Um, I know my worst Christmas was 1995. And, you know, I was 13 and a half. Um, my, all my grandparents, you know, from both sides had come to uh, our house on Monday. It was Monday, the 25th, did a little Christmas thing there. Um, and because my one grandparents, my mom's folks, uh, we were the only family that had in the area. Everybody else lived in like in the South or, or up in Iowa. So they just kind of came over just to spend the day with us. And we didn't really do any present opening. Uh, and then on Friday after my mom and dad got off work, uh, we went up to where my, my dad's mom and dad live, and we get up there, and I'm first in the door because it's Christmas, and we're going to spend the whole weekend up there. It's going to be a blast, and my aunt and my cousin are there, and I'm like, hey, Merry Christmas, where is everybody? And I said, oh, well, we're going to wait till your dad comes in. And so I said, okay, well, Merry Christmas, and I go put my bag in, uh, you know, the room I'm staying in, and uh, my dad had come in 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 the interim uh, while I was out of the room, and they pretty much all like it was the first time in my life, and I'm 13 years old, and it was the first time that I'd ever seen my dad cry. Uh, they had told him that my grandfather had passed away. Um, it was, uh, uh, you know, apparently a silent heart attack, but, like, the way th- things happen in Mahachko family, you know, meals, is, you know, everybody has the meal, and then, you know, they kind of sit and visit a little bit at the table. Somebody, one or two people get up, clear the table, and then he's like, they put on a pot of coffee or decaf or whatever and, and start serving up dessert. And like, apparently grandpa had just, like, right there at the dinner table, in between dinner and dessert, kind of put his head down and they said, Hey, dad, you know, grandpa, just wake up. They thought he just kind of dozed off a little bit. Uh, and he didn't. Um, so, you know, they called 911, obviously, but, but it was too late. Um, so that was a weird Christmas. Um, you know, I'm 13. I, I didn't really understand the gravity of it all. Um, but, uh, you know, and then there was still, like, the the Christmas, you know, and and, and the gift-giving. And, you know, we, I had a younger cousin, and, you know, us kids were kind of aware of things, but still Christmas, you know. and But, like, every time... Like, my grandpa's name came up for a gift. Like, my grandma's just over there crying and, and I get it. Um, but the one thing that that taught me, uh, that I, I kind of chuckle on and, and I tend to, I, I forget when I see my son, uh, sneaking a cookie or something is like, eh, you know what? Grandpa just to- taught us it's okay to have dessert first, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so that was in 95. And then my favorite Christmas, uh, I think it kind of goes without saying was, uh, uh, Christmas of five years ago because, Uh, It wasn't expected, uh, but our son was born about five weeks early, so he he wanted to be uh, the best Christmas present, so he was born on December 23rd. So we got to spend Christmas and New Year in uh, the hospital with him that year, Uh, but as I mentioned, he's healthy, he's five, he's a pain in my butt. Uh, I don't know what a day would be like without him, and excited to have two more like him running around here very soon, so... Those are my like my my worst and my best. My dad doesn't really like Christmas, um, but he wrote a real touching letter to my uh, my son uh, when he, my son was just brand new, you know, newborn, um, and say, you know, I don't really like, saying, basically saying like, you know, I, I I never really cared for Christmas too much, and your dad can tell you more about it. But you know, you're you're just a big blessing to our family. I'm very excited, and you brought back some of the joy of Christmas. So that's what my son did for my dad. So it's pretty pretty monumental stuff. I talk too much. Sorry, Chad.
1: No, I'm just trying to figure out how to lighten the mood now.
0: After <laughs> that uh, story, we got two minutes left. Remember to eat your uh, eat your dessert before your dinner. That, I that, guess that'd be the, I that'd was, be I a to lesson. Go back to die hard. <laughs> that that'd be that'd be a or Hans Gruber. That'd be the lesson from uh, from Jerry Mahatchko uh, would be to uh, yeah yeah just just have your have your dessert first It'd be okay. You never know what's gonna happen.
1: Right. And, I mean, you might fill up on the meal and then miss out on dessert. So eat dessert first mm-hmm. to make sure you get the, the nutrients. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite type of Christmas cookie? Um, No, I don't think I have a favorite
1: Christmas cookie type.
0: Um, I've also never had fruit cake. Same. I, I threatened to make one once in my – you because know, I thought my mom liked them. And I remember – my my great grandma, giving them to her, you know, when I was a kid. And so I said, you know, I watch Great British Baking Show and they make fruitcakes mm-hmm. on there from time. I said, Mom, I, I'll make you a fruitcake. She's like, you don't have to do that, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, Mom and Dad make a, they've kind of taken over all the baking for my grandma. Uh, and they make these little Russian tea cakes that are quite phenomenal. So I look forward to those every year. We made a big batch of chocolate chip cookies for Santa Claus. So, all I got to do is make sure that they stick around a few more hours. You didn't have patience before eating them. Uh, uh, you know,
1: because, I mean, Santa may not want that He may be full by the time he gets to your house.
0: Chocolate chip cookies are the reason I'm fat,
1: Chad. <laughs> Do you think Santa takes some of the cookies back home to the elves and shares? Or does he eat all the cookies?
0: I feel like he almost has to share, right? I mean, that's like, you know, like there's the parent tax of, you know, uh, taking a portion of a kid's treat like Halloween candy. I feel like there's the elf tax. you got to take some back and share.
1: Well, I think we've just stumbled onto a great topic that I'd love to discuss more. (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network.